Hey, hey, HH. What's up? What's up? How you doing? What's up? It's been a little while, but we haven't forgotten about you. We've been a little crazy. We're going to try to promise to get back on schedule soon. It's just been busy. I've been busy. You've been traveling. Lots been going on, but uh, we're here. Uh, we're here and dedicated. Just uh, we've been busy. This is good. This is good. Uh, listen, we, we just want more so, interaction. We haven't right? said it to you guys already. Uh, I don't know if we did say Happy New Year. I know we were out of New Year, but anyway, Happy New Year. Hopefully, we're having a good New Year. I think we were on once in January too. So, yeah, we did that. Uh, hopefully, you guys are having a great year, and uh, it's an even better year than your last year was. So, uh, you know, we're um, depending on what religion you are. So, I'm Roman Catholic, but it doesn't matter what religion you are, or if you are a religion. Um, there's no greater time than Ash Wednesday or any time than to commit to a 40 day commitment. Uh, it doesn't have to be Lent. But you can choose to give up something or do something more. And I think we need these outside, uh, let's call it uh, benchmarks or outside markers to, to get started. But, you know, you really don't need them. You can commit. Like I started on January 1 doing my 40. I'm, I'm up to, I think, this Saturday is going to mark 40-some days, 40 or 40-some days of mindful meditation. And I'm just keeping going and going and going, but I stopped doing it every day because I said that was crazy. So now I'm checking it every 10 days. Then after I get to 100, I'm only going to check in once a month. But you still should be doing it every day, even though I do it every day. I just don't do a video every day. Hmm. But some other good news, HH. Um, so we follow, we follow the Russians all the time. So the Department of Justice um, was able to uh, shut down um, the miss, uh, actually the military, um, espionage, uh, botnets that are used for that all over the United States. Did you know that? Uh, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. So enlighten us, baby. Tell us what, what is so, it, what this is about? Well, what, you know, that Russia does all these things, uh, where, you know, they basically try to spy on us, right? And I'm sure all, all companies do this, but but the the U.S. DOJ this morning uh, shut down the Russian uh, botnet, and so you might be saying, "Well, gee, then we're safe." Well, no, you're not safe. It's just it's just going to put a little bit of a monkey wrench, so they have to take a few days and rebuild their botnets. But here's the thing, HH, that I think is just like really blown out there. You know how picky I am about security, right? So I've always told you when you get something, you should change the password, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what they didn't do in Russia? They used the <laughs> default username and password. Yeah. Dude, and the US they used the default username and password. And the US DOJ said, let's just try, you know, admin and password. And they got in and they shut the whole botnet server down. Now what 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 does that do? Does it like, you know, check out our, you know, country stuff? Like, you know, so, like government oh, oh. sites or all right, so 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 the question I guess you're probably asking is so what is what is a botnet server is probably the the best way to explain that. That's right. So a botnet, uh, it's a group of internet connected devices, each of which runs more bots. So um, it's a network of computers uh, it's infected with malware, and so what happens is this botnet very strategically connects to another computer like a host, and then kind of pushes itself there. And then it can get it to do all kinds of different things. And uh, botnets were created for making time-consuming things quicker. But later on, what we found out is that botnets were being used to destroy and harm things. Uh, 
So the term botnet refers to a collection of computers linked together to perform a specific task. Doesn't seem bad. They weren't when they came out many years ago. But some yo-yo uh, decide, I always say we can use technology for good or for bad, right? It's not good or bad. It's how we choose to use it. So botnets themselves are not a threat to your network. So you'd be happy to know that. But many botnets perform helpful tasks like managing chat rooms or keeping track of points or online games or uh, making sure you get paid and things like that. However, when botnets are misused for malicious purposes, they can be very dangerous. And these botnets can control your computer and also use it to carry out attacks. Now, if we could take the scale of one and multiply that by thousands, that means we could botnet thousands of computers a second. So again, a botnet is a network of computers that's termed to be infected by malware. And um, it's under the control of a single attacking party known as a bot herder, kind of like in Sheep. And each individual machine under the control of the bot herder is known as a bot. So it's kind of like the main controller. And initially, botnets were created to make time-consuming tasks easier. But later on, the bad actors figure out, hey, we could use this to attack people. And we could easily send things up all around the world. So what theirs does, HH, is pretty interesting. They actually send out code uh, that actually spies on people in the United States. Pretty terrible, if you ask me. So uh, this morning, the DOJ, Department of Justice, shut down Russia's botnet. Isn't that cool? Uh, it sounds pretty interesting stuff, man. I mean, uh, we're talking like, you know, James Bond action here. Like, <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> well, well you the, know, the thing is, is what's that? No, I was saying this is this is like you know some spy uh, game, spy war stuff. Yeah. So what happened it. was the DOG is always doing stuff, right? They're always checking things, and so uh, apparently Russia decided to buy. Uh, you probably heard of Ubiquity switches. They're not bad. They bought some cheap Ubiquity Edge uh, switches, and um, they just didn't change the stupid password on them. And the DOJ just said, "Oh, let's try this." They look new, so let's try this, and they did. And they got into the main thing. I mean, they have some interesting names. So malware um, uh, botnets for Russian, uh, the hacking group, they call it Fancy Bear. It's one of their names. And it was removed uh, in January under the secret court order as part of the Operation Dying Ember. Um, but it's been more than just that. And so unlike previous attacks by Fancy Bear, the DOJ tries to uh, GRU military units, the 26165, which is also known as the APT-28, or the Sophocy Group, or the SEDNET, among other monikers. And the ubiquity uh, intrusion relies on a known malware connection, and it repurposes device according to the DOG's uh, research. And the DOG uh, uses a MUBOT malware to copy and delete botnet files and data, uh, <laughs> and um, it can do that very, very quickly. So, um, you know, we're seeing this not just in Russia, but I got to tell you, China's doing this too. But China was a little smarter. China actually changed their passwords. So the other thing that's very interesting is their second leader in Russia. This is the thing that I think is a real quinky dink. Coincidence? Maybe not. He's killed. Who? What? After the botnets are shut down. The second commander in Russia was killed today. Cool. 
That's the gentleman right under Mr. Putin. This is some heavy stuff. Putin's up here. This guy's right here. Botnets went down and somebody went right at it and they killed him. Well, listen, that's a job that you do not miss. <laughs> you cannot miss that stuff up. And, you know, uh, but it charge... wasn't from the U.S. that killed H. It wasn't the H the U.S. that killed him. So, so it, was the wrong, it was their oh, own country. But, but let's talk about this. The source is us or them. So we shut the botnet down. Mm. But the person that killed him was from their own country. No, I get it. I mean, I guess. You know, you mess up, you know, in trouble, right? Yeah, that, that you mess up, so we're going to kill you. Like, you know, you, you didn't change the password. What's wrong with you? Bang, off with your head. Or, again, listen, I'm not into deep politics and, you know, government, you know, agency business. But but it's, a, you know, it's like in the movies, right? You know, uh, you, <laughs> you're accountable for activities and you fail and uh, you basically, uh, that that's treason for them, I guess, right? I mean, if you think about it. You messed up with their system. They they gonna take care of business. You know it's sad, but that's how it's done. I mean, in that world, it's uh, it's really cutthroat. I mean, it's no, there's no coming back from these things. You're in your, you have to commit as you talked about. The thing that you don't, yeah, the thing the thing we don't realize with this is that they're gonna keep doing this, even though we took them down. They're gonna keep rebuilding again. So it's like we have a constant deploy team that's always doing things so even though we can't just say hey they why do they do it i know we do it too so it's well, kind of like that, that's none exactly of us are innocent we we're doing it they're doing it the chinese are doing it the israelis are doing it you know the french the germans the british i mean we got agencies up the gazoo everywhere doing what they have to do to to monitor everybody and make sure that i get monitoring on, you know? but there's a point where it becomes i think something that shouldn't be like i get why we do it but we do it all the time and i guess that's how we get our intel well it's it, listen i mean it's a, it's a pretty you know difficult world we live in there's so much stuff going on there's some crazy stuff going on and unless you have the right intelligence you know working you, you miss some things you can't have that right i mean you have to be ahead of the game and be aware of what's going on across every single opportunity and the net is where it's happening. So that's where it's. So you know, uh, when we talk about botnets, there are a couple different types. Uh, we told the bot herder, there are a couple different types of botnets. So you have a, a bot master, you have a zombie, you have spamming, you have spyware, you have click fraud, and you have dial up bots and you have web crawling. So a bot master refers to the individual that runs the CNC botnet. It's been around for years and they execute the botnet functions that everybody else follows. And the zombies, a computer that's connected to the internet, controlled by a hacker or malware, and we know what spamming is, spamming bots, they just keep pushing data out, like different uh, stuff out to the computer. And then we got spyware, and then we've got pop-ups, which eventually frustrate people, so they reboot the computer, and then the software gets installed, and then they're worse than when they started. And then we've got web crawlers and stuff like that. But I always said this, you know, it's not a, it's not a question, uh, HHF, if you're going to get attacked. But when, if you're not properly protected, and if you want to be properly protected, having local software is not enough. Mm. You cannot just have local software. You have to have software that's intelligently running and also being able to communicate with a national threat database. Otherwise, you're toast. Yeah, but but here's the thing. I mean... I know there's, we have agencies we know of, we have agencies that may have 
acronyms that we don't even know about and everybody has the same and they all have the top of the top you know people when it comes to cybersecurity and all these things and and you know what you're I, to be honest with you i find it hard to believe that these guys use their default you know setting as their password i mean i i just can't they did know, yeah these guys are just as dangerous and and, and you know advanced well i think what so happened they is they were in a rush there. They were in a rush. They just got these new ubiquities. I guess they got them on sale somewhere. Who knows? eBay, whatever. They got them on sale, uh, <laughs> cheap, and they deployed them. These were the newest models. They bought them on sale. They put them in, and they just ran them. They configured them, but they didn't change the username and password. Huh. I think what they were figuring is that they were protected around the other side of the firewall, but they weren't. They were actually in a demilitarized zone where anybody could reach them. Yeah, listen, I mean, first of all, you're speaking a language that I very little know about. <laughs> I mean, you, you just you throw in a whole bunch of acronyms and names and bots and then I'm like, okay, I know spyware, I know malware, I know spam. So spyware has <laughs> been around for years, right? We remember spyware. Spyware is when, why your computer is running slow. Think of it like this. If you have a connection open, we all know what an internet browser is, right? Firefox, Mozilla. By the way, you should be using DuckDuckGo, but that's a whole other story for those days. Um, when you open oh, a connection, about the Onion, to, the, the VPN. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know something when, about when something. you. <laughs> <laughs> but also the fact that uh, Google's taking information, stealing it, where DuckDuckGo is not. They're just using mm -hmm. paid sponsors. So what happens when you open a web connection? Maybe you have one or two connections open. No big deal, right? What would happen? You try this. If you open 20 connections, 20 different web tabs, get slower, right? Mm -hmm. If you open 20 more, might get really slow. You start open some more, your <laughs> program might crash. I got about 20. So <laughs> what's it? You have 20 up right now? Okay. So if you open 20 more, your computer would get a lot slower. So what happens is the, the spyware, the spam, what they do is they cause all these misdirections to open all these other connections. So you go here and before you know it, 10 windows are opening for every window you click on. And before you know it, you're at 100 tabs. But here's the thing. You, some of them, you don't even know that you've opened them. They're opening connections behind the scenes that you don't even see the windows opening. That's what's they, bad. So they just kind of slow your computer. But now, but what's the purpose? I mean, you're slowing the computer. I mean, I, I get it. You want an agency to Well, okay. So, so, so here's the thing. So you're on a website, and usually they're, they're directing you to a porn site or an adult site. And when they do that, they're getting paid anywhere from 25 cents to maybe $5 per click. So let's just do the math here. Imagine if you were to send at $5, right? Let's just take small math. Let's just say you took you just took the $5 click, which is nothing, and you'd send that to, I don't know, let's just say we send 10,000 people there, right? 10,000 people once. We just did 50,000. Now, let's go ahead and triple that with the same people. We're now at 150,000. Oh, we're getting really good. Let's double that again with just that same number. We're now at 300,000 that I just made. You see why they do that? Sounds like interesting. So in less than about <laughs> less than about, I'm gonna tell you less than two or three minutes, I just made three hundred thousand on that illegal uh transaction. That's why they do it.
So what makes it illegal? I mean, if if you click and you well, open okay. Wall- so 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 you're you're surfing for I don't know. Maybe you're searching for uh, how to make a kite. Maybe you're trying to fly your own kite. So you search kites <laughs> and you go to a kite site and you click on kites and somehow the site you go to because they've SEO'd you to a different site that has kites for sale and they're neon and they're amazing and they're only nine ninety nine. So you're looking. And you're looking and you're clicking. Before you know it, five windows are opening up. Like, what the heck's all that coming from? Where'd that come from? Where'd that porn come from? I didn't click that. And that's what malware is very notorious for doing. And so when that happens, it causes resource issues. But what also happens is they they change your redirection. So let's say you want to go to Google or you want to go somewhere. Well, what they do is say, okay, anytime you want to go anywhere, before we send you anywhere, we're going to send you out to this adult server. Then we'll send you back. So you see what that does? Really slows you down. So if every time you look for something, 10 pages opened up, you kind of flip out. Well, yeah, but but so you're not paying for this. I mean, let's say, assuming that it's happening, you know, who's paying them? Mm-hmm. I mean, the sites are paying them? Yeah, so so here's how it's happening. It is illegal because uh, let's say a marketing agent, let's say I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing a campaign. An ethical campaign, I would show what I'm doing, click and all that. But if I'm doing an unethical campaign, I'm telling the people that they're paying for things that people want intent, that they need, want it for, they want the solution. They want to learn more about it, right? So I'm really conniving the people because I'm just getting their clicks to go up and they got to pay me. So that's what's illegal. Plus the fact that they're driving you to sites that are not for minors, and if miners are looking at it, they're sending you anywhere. They le- recently, about 10 years ago, got in trouble. So they said, oh, are you over 18? And if you say no, just say no, you go on to some Disney site. But the minute you say yes, it starts going full force. So they did put that little thing in there. But um, on, on another interesting note, before I get onto the commitment thing, have you been following what happened with Mr. Mark, Mr. Zuckerberger? Mm-hmm. Okay, he so you really be busy. <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, so this is a really interesting one. I got a lot of hits on this. So Mark, uh, not the most congenial person. Um, and so um, they had the uh, you might have heard of the child. Did you hear about the child safety hearing that happened a few weeks ago? You, you you're probably gonna make me look like you know I've been in. No, no, I just I, okay, no, no, okay, okay. So so, so the child no. safety hearing happened a few years ago. Anyway, this child safety hearing happened a couple of weeks ago, and so what happened, uh, HH, is that they invited uh, Mr. Elon, they invited Mark Zuckerberger, they invited the guy, the Chinese guy from TikTok, uh, 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 ByteDance. Um, uh, who else did they invite? Uh, the people from Snapchat. And so the whole idea is they're being pushed because of the European Union. They're going to get in serious trouble. Well, so the they're in there, this 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 court hearing, this uh, where the lawmakers are. And he asked uh, Mark, he says, um, did, you, uh, did you ever apologize to any of the people? Uh, I don't think so. Well, did you do anything for them? I don't know. Did you compensate them? I'm not really sure. You're not sure or you don't know. Um, and then he's like, you know, all these people in this room lost family. 
either through either either they got hurt physically, mentally, emotionally, or they got killed because they killed themselves in suicide. And they were holding pictures, HH, of all these people. Some of their kids weren't even teens yet. And uh, he goes, well, um, you know, don't you think you should apologize to them? He says, well, um, I could. He said, well, why don't you apologize to them right now? They're all here in this courtroom. Yeah, get up and apologize. He's like, okay. He gets up and um, he goes, um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I am deeply sorry um, for what you've gone through and what some of your loved ones have gone through. And I know um, that many of them may not be back. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for what you went through. And, you know, we at Facebook and Meta are working very hard to develop tools that are going to make sure this doesn't happen again. I don't know what you think about HH, but I think that's just terrible. I, I am not clear about what happened there <laughs> because, okay. because it's not, it's so, not like just he, he was pitching he was still like he was just pitching services is that what you, you're referring to yeah but he but he didn't he didn't really come down like if i was apologizing i would have said hey uh you know mothers fathers family uh loved ones here i haven't lost anybody in my life or if i have whatever and i'm not going to even begin to tell you that i know what feels like i know it's bad and i am deeply sorry Okay, that's the first thing. And second of all, I don't know what I can do to make this right. I know myself and Facebook, we screwed up. I mean, we screwed up, playing hands down. And I'm going to work very hard with my team to start a scholarship fund so that we can make sure this doesn't happen so kids can get educated early. And I'm also going to go ahead. I know it's not much, but I'm going to give each, every, each and every one of you $5,000. I know it's not a lot, but... Um, I want to do something for you. And I'd like to create a panel and I'd hope you guys would be part of it so that we make sure that this doesn't happen at Facebook again. He didn't do any of those things, HH. He just went right onto the fact that it's Apple's responsibility. It's Apple's job to verify their age. It's not our job. So we're just going to blame Apple because they got killed? Well, yeah, he says it's Apple's responsibility. It's not Apple's responsibility. He blamed Apple. He said, well, you really have to go after Apple because they should have verified your kid before they came to our site. Oh, so he's blaming, well, technically he's blaming the kids for going into the site and, you know. He's blaming, he's blaming Apple because they never verified their age. Well, neither does Facebook. If you put an age, that do they they don't check your ID. I mean, especially well, maybe now, at least back no, in the days, they didn't. No, they, they don't check your age, but when you have minors on there and people on there, there's gotta be some way that they can validate. I know I used to play a game many years ago. It was kind of an a, adult game. It was it, it was a, a adult game. And, and the thing is, when you played the game, they asked you questions around the year of when you'd be 18. So if you were not 18 years of old and you're playing this game and you only had 60 seconds to answer core questions, like um, who was born in such and such and this and, this, um, and, and what was the name of Rocky's dog on the show? Come on, come on. I only have 20 seconds. You're playing that stupid game again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was the name? Okay, great. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. You are 18. 
And so it basically was a, a type of virtual dating game, if you will. Uh, different things. You chose different actions. And it was just trying to teach you uh, adult, um, let's say, responsibility. And, um, you know, I think more things need to be like that, HH, where, you know, they actually verified you in some other way because people can get by all these technologies. But that game, you couldn't get past it. You, you could not get past it unless you knew the answers. So I think what Facebook is doing uh, is wrong. And I think they're going to be in trouble um, when they get handed to me. Because the European Union now, tell you something else is happening. The European Union is coming down even harder on not just them, but all the platforms in the next week or two. Because they're saying that Europe needs to take the responsibility so no one else loses their life. I got to hand it to you. I think the I think it's very amazing how that's how that's happening. Um, it, it 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 just crazy how how that how how that's going on. Um, and and it's funny. I was just checking to see if the game was still available, and it is it was called Seymour S C Y M O R E. It came out in 1995, and uh, it does not have an updated version. But it, when people build games today, HH, they don't care about people. They don't care about what happens. I mean, I was talking about this on my a tech show today that, you know, when you expose children to adult content and they don't quite know what it is or it gets in their mind too early, it causes lots of mental issues and it causes aggression. And if we remember from Dr. Michael, who's been on my show many times, um, our online um, basically our online, uh, our, our, our online, um, online, uh, I have to remember what it stands for. Our online distress dictates offline response. Hmm. So what does that mean? So you hide behind something, okay, online, and you're getting this way that you're going. Now in your life, you're going to live with that aggression. You're going to live as though you're in that fantasy world. And you're not going to be able to tell the difference between what's reality and what's not because you're trying to live two lives. But the truth of the matter is you might have two different names, but your body's not going to be able to tell the difference. And so the European Union is getting very strict about this. But on another note, like I said, it's the perfect time to commit, um, you know, Anything that you do takes commitment, whether we're talking about exercise. And once you commit to something, it's like the dopamine level, okay? Uh, actually, the oxytocin is really what it is, raises. And it's like a natural drug, a healthy natural drug in your body that makes you feel good and you want to do more of it. I, I was saying this interesting thing, HH, uh, you know, about staying in a positive state. And I was reflecting back about several years ago, because, you know, we always try to be good. We always try to be nice to people. What I was saying before we started the show is that, um, you know, when we're raised, and, and you could tell me if you believe this, HH, you know, we're raised to treat elders correctly or to treat them politely, right? Yep. That's the old way. Yeah, okay. That was the way it's been treated. So what happened is uh, a gentleman 
that I knew, a lot older than maybe the 80s, 90s. And, you know, you always do whatever you need to do for them because, you know, they're an older person. You know, let me just help them out. But I started realizing something, HH, that I was starting to feel negative because I was allowing this person to manipulate me to get me to do things for them when I really didn't want to do them. And I said, how do I get out of this, this stupid rut? And then on top of this, they're, they're chastising what I do from podcasting to different things I do to coming in, coming out, you know, telling them I'm all over the place. I was like, well, I'm helping this person. Who is this person to tell me that I can't do this or I can't do that? So you know what I did, HH? Go for it. Let us know. Okay. So <laughs> one evening he called me up. He says, uh, uh, you're home, right, John? I said, yeah, I'm doing something. Oh, but you're not busy, right? So, well, I was getting ready to go to bed a little. Yeah, well, you, you could come down and help me, right? You wouldn't mind coming down and help me for a few minutes. Okay. Well, I guess I could come down for a few minutes. It's only 11 o'clock at night. You're young. You don't go to bed early. Anyway, you don't go to bed at, what, 2 o'clock? No, I go to bed around 10, 12. All right, well, it'll only take us 10 or 15 minutes. Then you can go back upstairs and go to bed. Fine. So I go see him. We're supposed to take five minutes. Do you know what time I got back home? It's like 1.30 in the morning. Damn. <laughs> and I said to myself, John, you know, I can't keep doing this. But how do I say no in a, in a polite way? So I knew it was going to take me some time. I knew I was going to get eaten alive for a couple more times because I wasn't going to figure it out right away. He asked me to come over because, I don't know, he broke some flashlight. And rather than going to Amazon and just buying another one for $12, he said, well, you're an engineer. You could just solder it back together for me. I said, yeah, I can, but I don't know if it's going to pay. Yeah, well, you're, you're not busy. You're young and you're smart and you could do it. I was like, great, to just buy him the light and just get it for him. Because the time I wasted with this stupid thing and take it, and they make them so cheap, these things in China. And we try to resolder things, good luck. It's like a disaster. So um, he's like, you're not going to fix it? I said, this doesn't pay. The thing doesn't even hold. Well, what do you think we need to do? I don't know. We probably got to sand it down because I can't even get the welding to stick. Oh, okay. When can you come back? I, I don't know. So it was getting to the point, I'm like, I had to do something. And then he had a family member. And the family members always call me, oh, you know, John, I need computer help. And, of course, because it's their daughter or son or whatever, I'm like, oh, sure, I'll be happy to help you because it's a relative of the elder gentleman. And I go over there, and I remember telling them, um, she's like, well, what would you charge for this? So I said, uh, well, depends how many hours. She says, oh, so what, what do you figure, like, to be here? What do you, how long do you think it'll be a couple hours? I, said, I don't know. I could be here all day. So... Um, <laughs> I said, I said, I said, it was a Verizon thing. You want me to hook up the Verizon TVs and program the boxes? I said, that's going to be a while. I said, you probably could call Verizon. They'll do it for you. Yeah, no, they, 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 it's going to be a, it'll be a month before they can come out. I said, well, if you want to come out, I can come out. And I said, you know, I said, but I'm going to be there like seven hours. Oh, well, we'll get you, we'll get you dinner. You'll get me dinner. Okay. So I come over there and, uh, Splurging, <laughs> she says, Well, you know, make sure you give us a make sure you give us a bill when you're all done. I said, Okay, no problem. I will give you a bill. I know my father said to come over and help us, and we appreciate that, but you'll know, give us a bill. So I finish the day's over, and I gave him a discounted bill, but it was still like $700. And she's like, Oh my gosh, she's like, 
what's this? I said, well, I was here eight and a half hours. Uh, it was actually another hour for dinner, but I didn't charge you for the hour for dinner. You gave me dinner. I was here eight hours. Oh my gosh. She said, this is a lot of money. She said, we can't pay this to you now. She said, she's like, uh, I could probably give you like 150. So you want to work a payment arrangement? Well, no, this is a lot of money. What do you want me to do? No, but John, this is crazy. Like, I was here all day. Yeah, but you like doing this stuff. I do, but I also get paid for when I do this stuff. Well, you always tinker with stuff all the time. Yes, for me. Well, yeah, but you're helping you're helping my father out. No, I'm helping you out, I'm not helping your father. Well, yeah, but he wants you to help us. So I was like, well, let's not go there again. And long story short, that caused a little bit of a riff. And I said, you know what? I said, I think this is going a little too far. So I decided to write the gentleman a letter. I said, you know, dear such and such, I've known you for so many years. I said, you know, you're a good friend. I said, maybe you don't mean to do this, uh, but I feel that you're abusing my services. And I just don't think taking me to lunch or dinner is a fair compensation. I'm happy to help you once in a while, but not every week for free. When I gave him that letter, he was a little annoyed and uh, stopped saying hello to me and this and that. But my point is, is that you can't get suckered in just because they're an older person. You can't give the older person, um, I'm going to say, great latitude because they're older. I found that some older people, HH, are disrespectful. They think because they're older that they can play the, let's call it the carte blanche option. And so my whole thing is, I don't care who it is. I don't care what their age is. I don't care whether they're a friend of yours. I don't care whether they're a volunteer you work with or somebody you're at your office. Everybody's got to treat you with respect. There are two types of people, those that take energy and those that give energy. Now, it's okay if you basically absorb people's energy. That's great. But you also have to be able to give it back. And you have to have enough people that can balance that flow. Because if you don't, I'm sure you've been around people. And what happens? Uh, you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to hang around with those people. I feel so exhausted. <laughs> because they take. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm listening to you, man. You know, you're touching on... on, on uh something that everybody's going through. I mean, eventually, you know, there's two, like you said, I'm touching, you're giving, I'm touching, you're touching. I mean, you're, you're, you're driving this, this, this home right now, but, but really, uh, I mean, first of all, I just wanted to say one thing, anybody that's on our uh, Instagram or YouTube feed. Now you want to join. I just put that uh, link. You can just, uh, no pressure, no pressure. And jo join us and have <laughs> some fun, or you can just interact with us. What do you think about this topic about people who take, take, but they don't give or abuse when you are too nice. I mean, is it is it nice to be nice or sometimes is it nicer not to be that nice because people will take advantage? And by the way, age or no age, it happens. And that's why I said you're driving yep. this home because I, I believe that everything has to be in moderation no matter what it is. And I, I personally, I love to give. I love to always follow, you know, do things. But but there is a, a point where you have to say no and that's it. People don't have to, because if people don't know what the limits are, they're just going to keep, you know, asking and, you know, they're wanting they, they keep They free. keep taking from you, even a charity, They like if they keep asking you something like, or, you know, you don't look for something in return. Like, you know, I did give to you five times. Oh, okay, we'll catch you on the next round. And that's when I learned something, HH, a few years ago, that 
I need to do what's best for John. Now, that's not being selfish. That's taking care of my heart. That's taking care of me. Because see, if I don't take care of me, I will burn out. And that's what I did in the past. So I have to realize that I need to say this important word, which nobody likes to say. The word is no. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's say a big no. <laughs> I mean, it, it's really heavy on some people. Some people, don't, they just can't say no. At work, in business, in person, family. And, and they always say yes, yes. And you wind up like like a sucker because people will take advantage of it. And it's it's yeah. it's what it is. Now, you know, not saying no, uh, you know, or saying no doesn't mean you're a bad person. Uh, you know, you just you just no. gotta know First when <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, you have to know when to say yes, when to say no, and it's okay to say. I mean, just like thank you, yes, no. These are things we need to be programmed no, to use them. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I mean, you know, I appreciate it, but you know, unfortunately, I can't do it now. I mean, that's but it is it is difficult now. We use the no for a lot of things in general. But when someone asks yep, you yep. to help, you know, we say no to a lot of things. But when someone, it almost kind of like, you know, makes you feel like bad if you said no. And in your case, you want to be nice. Now, you asked the question earlier about uh, that we are trained. We were actually raised to be good to our seniors and elderly, right? Uh, well, we, we were raised to be good to people in general. I mean, the, you know, elderly, you, you, it doesn't matter, men, women. You know, if you see someone, you know, maybe at a little older, they need a, a seat at, at a bus or a train or whatever, you give them your seat, you know, open the door, you hold the stuff, you grab the bag, you help them out across the street. All these things, you know, are great, you know, I guess things that we were trained to do as kids. And at least mm -hmm. I don't know if it's still available in, in the newer generation, I think, you know, it's maybe losing its grip there. But the fact of the matter, that's how I was, for example, raised, you know, those are things I would do still today. If I see someone that needs to, to help, you know, at, at the airport, they need the luggage is heavy. You help them. You, out, you, you, know? you help them or somebody needs to get this. You help them. But that, exactly. you know, that's a one off. You know, you're not going to be married there. You know, you're going to help them be done when you have somebody that's a friend or an elder. And then they kind of like leech to you. You have to I don't want to say make excuses, but you have to like distance yourself like, oh, yeah, I have plans tonight. I have things I have to do. Well, what do you have to do? I, I have an appointment later on. Or I have dinner reservations or I have to do something. And, and people, um, you know, when you're giving, it's great. But when you're not giving, they get a little selfish. And I think what you have to realize is that you have to do what's best for you. So I had uh, the perfect example I'll give you is uh, I was moving a while back. And um, I remember this gentleman, uh, he always needs IT support. This was many years ago. And I said, gee, could you help me uh, with my move on, uh, you know, next week? Oh, John, I'm really busy this weekend. Well, how about next weekend? Uh, let me see. I said, well, I, I got to be out of here. I got to finish this. I got to move by the state. Yeah, let me see. And I, I just got a lot going on right now. Okay. So um, about two days before the move was supposed to happen, guess what happened? I get a phone call. Uh, I got a blue screen. What do I do? Blue screen. Um, on my computer, it's not working. I need you to come over and fix it. Oh, um, you know, I'd really love to do that. Um, I don't know if you remember, I'm moving out tomorrow, so I kind of need to get that done first. So how about this? How about you help me move, uh, finish packing, and then once I move, I can come over and I can, can fix uh, your laptop for you. <laughs> 
He said, well, I need it tonight. I said, well, help me move. Help me get everything all packed, and I'll come over later, and we'll do it. Yeah, but I got to think. I understand. But So usually what happens in that scenario is they're like, I'm busy. And then I have to lay into them and say, hey, you know, I understand that. You're busy. I get it. But, you know, every time you need help with a computer, I don't ever say no to you. I'm always there to help you. So, frankly, if you're not able to help me, I'm probably going to be too busy to ever help you with your computer. And they're like, oh. So I think people don't mean to be selfish or they don't mean to be self, but they just take advantage, HH. Uh, I find it a lot in the charity world because I'm in there a lot. Oh, well, uh, you gave last year. Yes, I did. Um, how many tickets you can buy this year? Well, I'm not buying any this year. Well, why not? You buy tickets every year. Well, this year I'm not buying tickets. Well, how come? Because I'm not. <laughs> they, they just got <laughs> and, and I should. That. What's that? So they just got comfy. I mean, they got used to, you know, uh, you being you. And uh, well, that's the thing. Like, you know, it's like in anything else, right? You know, if you're, you're too nice. That's all they know by you. And all of a sudden you change. And like, what what gives? Like, you know, that's not supposed to happen. But th you took all the good. You, 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 don't, you don't just have to change that. But you got to change your availability. It's almost like when you're dating. You have to be busier than you are. So when somebody says, okay, I, I got to run. I have to run right now. I got to get going. And so when you do that, it changes the dynamic a little bit. Oh, you're always busy. And so I feel people, some people just don't get the message. I mean, you could hit them over the head with a baseball bat and they just wouldn't get it. Other people are like, oh, I'm being insensitive, aren't I? You know, and I think this is why some friendships break up because one person is straining that piece of rope. And if you pull too hard, that rope's going to break. you got to equally give and take, give and take. Otherwise, it's going to snap. It's not made of, like, you know, tightrope. It's it's a, it's it's like a string, and that string's going to break. Well, well, it has to be equitable and, you know, equal for both sides. I mean, if, you know, I give you something today, I mean, I need you next time, you'll be there for me. I, you know, I mean, I don't you care owe. if it just, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You owe. I mean, and that's the other thing that like, <laughs> I personally don't like to, to owe anyone anything. Right. And so, you know, sometimes you almost feel obligated to owe someone something, you know, and so people that know me, they know, they know me. I don't want to give you something, you know, just because I want to get something back. You know, if you want to, if I want to give something, I want to give it to you regardless, but don't expect anything back for, you know, I don't expect anything back for you. And exactly. At the same time, at the same time if you're going to do something for me, don't expect me to do exactly what you do. Now, let's say you can right, afford to buy it, me you're something. You're doing it because you want, it, back, right? you want to help. Exactly. Yes. And if I'm available and I can do it, I'll do it gladly. And, you know, that's what friendship is about. Things like that. But, but again, you know, be mindful that I have other obligations. I have, you know, things sure. to take care of. I'm busy, you know, and my time is just as valuable as yours. You know, so that's the other thing. Sometimes people don't realize that, you know, your time is 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 a commodity that's not coming back. And so any hour that you spend with somebody else, that's an hour you didn't spend in doing something else. So you actually have to make it worthwhile for you and uh, the value has to be there. So that's all. I had a I had a, a still friend of mine in my charity. Uh, his wife's a doctor. And uh, one year they asked me to sponsor their child, this event for they do like a uh, surgery and they travel to Europe to do these surgeries for kids that can't afford them. They do like a mobile hospital. So uh, they said, John, do you want to 
would you like to buy a ticket? Okay, I'll buy a ticket. I was like $200 or something. Did you want to give something like a tricky tray or something? Said, All right. So I did something. And then um, I said, you know, I was just wondering, uh, would it be possible if I could get a meeting maybe with the office manager and the doctor and just see if there might be a potential to maybe do business with us? Oh, yeah, sure, John. Uh, give me a call next week and, and I'll see what we can set up. Great. I call. Nobody answers the phone. Um, I email. Nobody gets back to me. I talked to the husband. I said, gee, you know, I was just wondering, do you think we could probably get, oh, yeah, John, we are extremely busy right now. But, you know, um, sure, we'd be happy to meet with you. So, HH, six months goes by. Nothing. I said, uh, you remember we were going to meet like about six months ago? Remember I helped sponsor the event? Oh, yeah, John, you know, with my wife and everything going on, like we are just so busy. It is just, I mean, it's just nuts. And we're building another house. And we're, we're just, we're just like so crazy right now. Okay, so we're at six months again, HH. We're at the year mark. And guess what's coming up again? <laughs> Their dinner. Hey, John, um, we're just reaching out to you because, you know, we got the dinner. And I know you sponsored it last year. How many seats did you want to take this year? I said, um, seats? Well, you know, you sponsor the annual uh, gala that we had. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I said to her, I said, to him, I said remember we were going to have a meeting? Um, when are we ever going to have that meeting? Oh, yeah, John, let, let me let me reach out to you. I'm really busy right now. I can't talk to you about it now. Okay. So I get an email the other day. We haven't heard from you yet. We're almost out of tickets. Uh, we'd hate for you to miss this gala again. We know you had such a great time, and we trust that we will have your wonderful financial support this year. And uh, so the husband said to me, we, you know, we didn't get a check from you. And I said, I know. I said, I'm, I'm a little busy this year, and uh, uh, my finances for um, charity events are already tapped out this year, unfortunately. Oh. And uh, I never asked them again. But now, if they ask me again for money, I say no. Because I realized that they didn't have a genuine authenticness to want to meet with me. They placated me. There was a lady the other night I was doing something and I was telling her about something I was going through. She's like, oh, John, I'm sorry I cut you off. I had to get going. I said, it's no biggie. And um, because I came right to her, I said, yeah, I said, I said, it's okay. I said, I said, I know some people want to hear it. Some people don't. Oh, no, no, I want to hear it. So I said, if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. It's no big deal. But I wasn't chasing her. So she felt bad. She came back. She's like, I want to hear your story. I said, do you really want to hear it or do you feel guilty? She says, no, 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 no. She says, I'm your friend. And I could just tell HH that she really didn't want to hear it because as I was finishing the story, oh, John, you know, my husband's here. I got to go. Oh, okay. But I, I heard a lot of it. It sounds interesting. I didn't get to the whole. So people, <laughs> did they you quiz just kind of like, <laughs> what's that? So did you quiz well, her? I kind of like can tell, like, <laughs> I'm walking out to the door. She, oh, my husband's here. I got to go. I'm like, all right, no biggie. But that is, that's amazing. You know, I wrote a new book. I said, no, I didn't. She's like, you know, you should have me on your show because I wrote a book. You should buy a copy of it. Well, <laughs> you should sponsor the show. Now, <laughs> now, 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 that, that, first of all, don't tell me to buy your book. See, that, that's a little bit of a pitfall for me. I want you to give me the book. And uh, some people, they just, I don't think they get a little bit uppity um, that, you know, I'm asking them to donate a book. I'm putting all this time in. I'm reading it. 
oh, but you know, you can just buy it online. I can give you like $2 off. It was one book. It was $60. I said, um, I don't buy books for my, uh, my guests. He said, no, no. Um, I said, uh, she said, well, I could send you like, you know, like a $10 coupon. I said, uh, I said, we're probably not a match. She's like, oh, she says, let me see. She says, because it's really tight. You know, the books are expensive. We're not making a lot of money on them. Like, I mean, I don't really care what you're making on the book. It's like, they're all for themselves, HH. And this is what I learned. So I realized that you got to take care of yourself. Of course, you got to take care of others. But you got to realize that if you're going to do something for others and it's going to affect your well-being, that's your mental, your spiritual, your physical, or any kind of health or anything you're doing or any kind of anything that you're involved in, if it's going to affect that quality to a point that could harm something, then you got to say no. Even if I want to be there, I got to say no. Because it's like people have their hand out. Uh, I'll give you, for example, I was running the marathon and I had to be, I couldn't make practice one time on Saturday because I'm running the marathon. I got a whole bunch of flares in my face. Oh, John, you know, that's not being reliable, not being here for practice. I said, I've been prepping for this marathon for, yeah, but you know, you're going to miss. I said, you know, I said, I put a lot of time into this thing here, you know, Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, you know, and I don't even get a thank you. So telling me that I shouldn't be there on a Saturday. Um, and then I said, you know, if I get any more of this crap, I'm out like, oh, well, you know, just chill. No, I'm not going to chill because I'm tired of people hitting me below the belt when I'm doing a lot because you're just so needy. I can't be around needy people. And I think that's the biggest thing I learned in the last two years right after COVID HH is that there are some people that needy and I get it, but you have to be careful who you sign up for. If the person's needy 24 seven, oh my gosh, it's like, I don't know if I have that kind of commitment in my schedule. I don't know if I have that kind of time, right? You remember those, the kids in high school, it's like you decide who you want to be friends with. If they, if they were too much of a project or they're too much to manage, you don't want to be a friend with them. Like, you know, <laughs> there was going to be too much extra overhead. Like, you know, I can't be friends with you. Like you're just too much overhead for me. Like right now, just too much for me. And, and people get annoyed. I found out when you want to take care of yourself, but the people that get annoyed are not really your friends. They're just trying to manipulate you to get you to do something that they want, regardless of how it impacts your life. Well, you know, John, there's, there's quite a bit there. One, one being that, <laughs> first of all, I mean, again, I mean, the law of the nature is this, that we... We all have to take care of ourselves, one, right? So that's right. And Absolutely. that doesn't mean that we, have, we don't have to be super selfish about it. I mean, we take care of number one. That's always the case. And then you take care of yeah. others as, as you have the ability to do so. Uh, you know, people demand. If you demand from me, I'm not going to do it. I mean, it has to be from my, my heart and my willingness. And Absolutely. And be able to do it. Uh, if I see that you're just there every time you, you will need Like, for example, I'll give you a good example. I would not call upon someone that I haven't talked to in a minute just to, to get me something because I need something, a service, whatever. <laughs> if I am not really constantly in contact with you and that all of a sudden I need something, yep. and you are that person, yep. I will never call you. I'd rather go get another service than call you because here's I, 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 I don't like that. I'm not going to be... It comes off with, bad. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, it's not my personality. I can't do that. If I, I call you, I want to call it for you. 
and I want to get that relationship always ongoing. Now, if there is a need to help each other, then I have no problem. But if sure. I, I just disappear for a whole year and they're like, hey, John, what's up? I need you. John, by the, the way, I need here. my computer. I need a, well, who are <laughs> yeah, you? <man. laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, where you been all, all this time? I, you know, I, so I hate that. But but the fact the fact is, you, 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 know, you get those people that they're very phony. Uh, they make you think like they care about you. Oh, I'm so busy. I got this problem. I got that problem. It's like, but you know, I'm not here to hear that they're busy. But you make time for them, but they can't seem to make time for you. Well, that's and the thing. true friends will. And then they the guilt country. you. They will, right? They they guilt you into the fact that oh, you're not really going to help me. You know, I always help you. Yeah, after I call you six times. <laughs> yeah, and, and by the way, <laughs> that's the other thing. You don't have to request help if someone knows that you might be needing help they ask i mean you you always ask like hey do you need anything you know if you're really that close you can ask you know hey what's up i mean it's 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 not a science it's it's personalized everybody's different but you have to have the right mm -hmm. approach and if and you can tell when someone is really just taking advantage of their like your kindness uh and whether it's i mean your the example you gave about the charity i mean in business world i mean i've i have it very simple you know all my budget is done in advance. I put all the stuff, whether, like you said, charity, this, galas, all this, the different events. If we're going to plan for something, we know exactly what that's going to cost us. And we spread them around the year based on whatever those those events are happening. And that's it. When someone calls, and I do have like a miscellaneous bucket, so that's actually available. Sure. But, so but if it, the people but, you want to help, you might say you can help them, but you don't, I, everybody I, else, you tell them it's booked. Exactly. So it's it's locked, locked, locked. I mean, I, I have designated. So next year, maybe we can do that. Then give me the stuff early on. Reach out to reach out to me like in December, exactly. next June, and we can see if we can get you in the in the budget. Exactly. And it has to make sense, too. Like, you know, I mean, again, for example, we, in, in my world, in the corporate, I mean, I'm in the Medicare space. Right. You know, and you're inviting me to an event that has nothing to do with Medicare or seniors. I, I mean, I've be interested in it because there's nothing no value business wise for nothing us. Nothing there for you. Now, unless it's it's more of a like just a courtesy event. We you do have some some of those you allocate a couple of dollars for those things that you do again charity or like you know just 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 to be part of the community and you know for good spirit whatever. But you have things for the holidays, you have things for certain events, you have things that are you know like uh, festivals whatever like in in our world of health I mean you have festivals, you have health fairs, you have street fairs and things like that. And you have, you know, all these things that you budget for all year long. And if there's something specific, you do it. Now talking about charities, you're right. I mean, they're going to send you that, that, Hey, listen, you know, would like your, you know, to buy a table or whatever, or be at a major sponsor here, you know, and they negotiate with you. If you think there's a value. But if you're so like, these are things like I'm a member of an organization and I go to regular meetings, but that still doesn't give you right to just assume I'm going to sponsor you. Well, exactly. And what yeah. I always tell what I always tell people is this, and this this one lady who was the doctor, the same people I was having the issue with during the same time, I was at a meeting, and I was just keeping quiet, and they were getting ready for casino night. Just keeping quiet. I'm not really looking to get myself involved in anything. She's like, oh, you know, I have an idea. I want to volunteer John Morley and his team because I think they would be great <laughs> at designing the flyer. And we probably could get him to actually do the email for us. And then we could just use the template once he builds it. Ooh. So I didn't say anything. I said, well, we can possibly discuss that. So uh, she gets to me. She says, when are we going to meet? I said, you know, I'll be happy to do that. Um, why don't we set up a meeting uh, that we've been trying to do for a year? And then we can discuss what my team can do for you. 
but let's have that meeting to see if we could be a potential fit for your office. And guess what happens? Never happens. They just go. They go away, but they also forget about the commitment that they volunteered me for. Mm. To manage their email list, to build their campaign, to design their flyer. Oh, and you wouldn't mind printing our our books for us, right? Because you know we only need about 1,500. You wouldn't mind printing our booklets for us, would you? Yeah, well, you do like that stack event. I mean, you know, especially in the business world. I mean, you got to come clean, you know. We need your services. You know how much you're gonna charge? What's up? What they they, they don't do that. Right? They play this. They play this little jerking game where it's like, uh, listen, well, you know, you, you want to give us something, right? If you volunteer me, you know, and it's not in my, you know, I guess uh, design for the year or whatever at the time, you just volunteer in the air because I'm not doing it for you, and you know that's about it. That means you know. Well, I didn't say that in public, <laughs> but 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 all I said is I said we. I just didn't say I was doing it. I just said, well, we we can potentially discuss. Well, you were diplomatic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said we could potentially discuss that uh, probably over the next time, you know, we meet. I think we're actually supposed to meet at your office in a couple of weeks. Right. So once we do that, we'll we can discuss it. And then if we meet before the next meeting, maybe we can have you approved. But let's see when we can get together for our meeting first. And she never calls me. So I, I don't ask. Upset. What's that? Listen. I guess she was upset because you didn't, you didn't, uh, you know, I mean, some people, they throw that card to see if you might barge and, and buy into it. And maybe like, you know, you, you just, Hey, why not? I'll do it. Because sometimes they, that's where they think. Like, you know, you'll, you'll see an opportunity there. Maybe you'll, you'll do the work. Cause it gives you, a, I you would know, never just volunteer name. somebody. Just, if I didn't get your permission, I'd say, Oh, GH, you should do it. I would ask you for like, that's wrong. That's rude. First of all, it doesn't make me look bad. It makes them look bad because they never even asked me. Well, they, they could say, hey, would you be interested in being part of this and helping us with the project? And we can meet and discuss No, it wasn't that. that. It was just, yeah. oh, well, I want to volunteer because I know he has the talent to do that and the resources. Uh, you know, volunteer doesn't pay the bills, man. I'm sorry, but, you know, especially not. Oh, what happened board. was when it came time for something and I did the donation, um, I got this one guy who I was, who, he got a donation from me. It was some candy we were doing. And he came there. First of all, he was never there. So hard to get him was hard. And at the end, I was expecting like a thank you. I think he won like, I don't know, two cases of Twizzlers or something like that. And I was expecting like a thank you, you know? Mm -hmm. Just took the candy. Didn't say anything. You know, like a thanks for thing, but but not like a real thank you, like for the candy, like really. And I don't know, I just, I just it turned me the fact that a lot of these people there are just looking, you know, they're, they're doing it with an ego thing. When I volunteer at a charity, like I have my charity that I'm a president of, I don't do it for an ego. And I have a lot of these people that come in, like I had an insurance company that come in. And they says, oh, we want to get involved. I said, you want to get involved or are you just looking to get on a bulletin board? Because, see, we don't run a bulletin board here. Well, how much is it to join? It's like $200, up to five members. Okay. Uh, okay. And then how do we get on the site? We well, get on the site with you join, but I'd like to come out and have a meeting with you so we can so if discuss if we're in alignment with what you want and what we want, because I don't want you to be disappointed. How many people is just your website? This is what I mean. Let, let's see, let's sit down and have a meeting. Guess what happens? I go out there to have a meeting. Oh, John, was that meeting today? Yeah, it was today. Oh, shoot. You know, my kids that I had to go to school and this and, you know, buddy, let's cook, cook up after the new year. We cook up after the new year. We try again. Oh, you know, there's a snowstorm coming tonight. 
and I am so behind. <laughs> there is. And I've got seven quote. <laughs> I got seven that. quotes to seven quotes to do, and I literally have about five minutes to give you. Well, so I said to him, I said, yeah. I don't think five minutes is enough. I said, and it sounds to me like we're not going to be a priority of yours at least a couple times a year. I don't think you're probably going to be a good member with all due respect. Well, I pay the money and you, you put my name up there. I told you we don't run a bulletin board. I can give you the number to the people in Wall Street. I think they get like, I think it's $10,000 for 30 seconds. They'll take your money and put your name right on the billboard there in Times Square. $10,000 for 30 seconds. Sweet. You, you, he, be, and he didn't. Uh, <laughs> You'd be like a flashlight. He didn't want the number. I said, "I have the number." I said, "You can call them right up. They'll take your credit card. They'll put it on the. They'll put it on the screen the next day for you." And he didn't. He didn't. Uh, I think when I tell people what I'm looking for, and I did something very interesting at the last meeting. You know, most networking meetings, you know, you go out, you exchange cards, but sometimes you get a mismatch with that. So I said, "We're going to do something different." So we had a little format of when we started. And then I asked a question about somebody having a challenge in business. And Lisa said, well, what does this have to do with networking? I said, nothing, but see, we want to get to know each other. So I'll go first. I'll talk about the challenge I'm talking about. Then I'll get maybe a minute feedback from each of you. And then we'll go around the room and we'll do that. Oh, hmm. so you don't just pass cards. No, we don't just pass cards. I want to get to know your world. I want you to know my world. You don't even need to pass cards anymore. I mean, we're, we're in a world now that it's all digitized. I mean, you know, everybody here's my no, no, but, but they like to the, they they like they like to do that. But I like to when you have strangers come and you have them do that, and then they don't want to break bread. Like, oh, look at the time I got to be at work out earlier. I didn't realize I couldn't stay the whole time. The minute you start getting to something like personal or something, a little bit to connect them, and they don't want to give a little bit you realize that they're phony and I'll come out and say they're phony. I had a guy just real, real quick story. I think you'll appreciate this. I had a guy and I learned a very big lesson. I, uh, I had a guy that met at my chamber, this kid, he came there. He says, Oh my gosh. He says, this is a great organization. My boss is definitely going to join. We're going to ask, what do you guys do? He says, we do air conditioning. I said, really? So I was talking about things we do. He said, my boss definitely is going to want to meet you. Okay. No problem. So we set up a meeting, the whole thing, and I explained it to be an hour meeting. So I go out to meet the guy with all pure intentions, and the guy is like a jerk. And uh, he says, I want your feedback. I said, okay. I said, the website sucks. He says, well, what do you mean? I said, well, first of all, you're a carpet company. You're, 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 you're uh, an air conditioning and heating company, and you're telling me how you give red carpet service, and you have a picture of a movie theater on your website. I see. I don't think that goes. And saying on your trucks, we're the red carpet of air conditioning. That does not go at all. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I'm we're not, talking for a while. <laughs> I'm sorry? What's I said, that? I'm not going to criticize that one. <laughs> you don't like that? I know. It's not a good – I didn't come up with it. So we're there. We're talking. And we're only supposed to be there an hour. He said, well, why don't you plug your laptop in so we can see what you're looking at? I'm only supposed to be there, a quick little thing. So I plugged the laptop in, which obviously had a little more time. Well, I'm here. If you're going to shoot, he's like, you want to take shots at me? Go ahead. I'm here. I can take it. But you better have whatever you need to back it up. So, well, um, first thing is the website's coloring doesn't match consistently. We have an air conditioner. We have this terrible picture of uh, 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 an air conditioner 
on a runway at a movie theater and we have popcorn on the side and you know you have it's just terrible and then you know you have things on tickets like little movie stub tickets for coupons i said this i said in your truck you know your logo looks like it was done by a three-year-old i'm being honest it doesn't look like it had a like well we had an intern do it i said yeah but that's your brand like it's terrible <laughs> and um so I was talking a while, but now we're getting into almost two hours. I said, I got to cut this meeting. And um, I did it because I figured it might have been a potential, but I learned something. So I came back to the office to do a podcast, like I always do. And um, one of my teams had had the meeting go. I said, it was okay. I said, they'll probably reach out to us, um, yada, yada. They liked a lot of our ideas. So I must have gave them like 20 ideas. He said, what'd you tell them? So I did this. I did this. What's the name of that company again? What was their website? What was the thing you said they had? I said, well, they had this horrible. No, they don't. He says, um, they have a beautiful image. I said, and I was going through different things. I says, no, he says, they have this, they have that. I said, these are all the things I told them to do. They implemented them within two hours after I left. And so a little bit annoyed. So you just, you just, they got a free consultation and they got all the updates that you needed, huh? Slick. He basically stole he stole my ideas and I gave him some things. So if he ever calls me back, my response is gonna be to him, hey, I'm happy to come out, but you still owe me fifteen hundred dollars for the first time. Bro, there's because no there's nothing you can you can prove that actually was your idea, right? So it's gone, baby. Well, they were in my notes. <laughs> they're they're in my notes. Uh, yeah, but I mean but anybody, also, the other thing you, yeah. But no one else came up with those ideas. Do you know what I'm saying? And then I also told my these trucks they were the wrong color. Guess what happened the next day? They were paid all the 30 trucks. I know, but but he he got I can turn it up to you and say we were having the discussion that we're gonna do all these changes, and you put them in on no, you just took notes. So I can switch it to you if I were them, you know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it, I, I get it. I no, know but they that were you my did. I know it's you, but, <laughs> but 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 you know what it is like when he said prove to me that this is wrong. First of all, you don't need to open your computer. I mean, just just at their website. Show me your website right now on your screen, and it, it is what it is. But you're right. A couple hours later, I mean, listen, it's a fact. I mean, I I have my own access to my admin to my websites. I can change a website in 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 five minutes anything I want. Yeah, well, so, he, he didn't change himself. Yeah. He went to this company. He's spending a fortune on in California. He told them that all the things they're doing wrong, he was going to fire them and made them do all these changes. I even told them how to do the blog, like how to create it, how to list it. Mm -hmm. They had that done. <laughs> hey, listen, I told them about how you time, have to. Lesson learned. Do not share value unless you have an agreement and a payment plan. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't realize what I was doing. I figured I'm just, you know, these are like simple things for me. Well, you know. And I, um, what's that? No, I was going to tell you, so for consulting purposes, like, you know, I, I would not, you know, when, when you meet, and this is something we've done, when you meet with organizations, I tell you, like, we meet with people, we interview them, like, for days and different departments, different pieces, different employees. We take notes and stuff, and we don't even put a plan together until, and by the way, this is all post, you know, having a contract and everything, and the years, you name it, it's all there, right? And then you start, right. once you start giving the ideas, baby, there's no proof that it's yours unless it's it's in a document that is signed and sealed and executed, right? Uh, I mean, again, for, for people that are watching, 
it, it is, is this is a simple thing, right? You know, you it, it was in. a very dirty, it was a very dirty thing. But the other yeah. thing he has to realize he's out because he wants to get into my town very well. It's a very well town. I said, well, you know, we operate on integrity. So we've been trying to hit your town. I said, yeah, I said, it doesn't work like that. You have to, you have to know people. I said, and I know them. I said, but we're based on integrity. And I said, you know what a lot of people do? They're scum. See, they, they take from people. They look at our town as a wealthy town. They want to just rip everybody off. See, so I'm here living here, but I'm also here to protect the rest of us. So people don't do that. Because a lot of people are just out for the money. Well, he, and he I messed up with the wrong guy. Mile. What's that? Said so he messed up with the wrong guy. <laughs> he did. And then they said, well, what about joining the chamber? I said, you know, um, we've decided that uh, it's probably not a good fit. But thank you so much for your application. We've just decided to decline your application. Well, you know, I mean, technically, there was no disclaimer. I mean, they, there was no disclaimer that anything that you would say to them is, you know, uh, proprietary and things like that. And therefore, they just took no, it no. But here. but the fact that he did that dirty, oh yeah, I, the bell, well, he lo- he lost I don't. I had a couple people I was going to refer him to. I had a school. I had a whole bunch of things. And well, that's the problem. The thing that really got me wasn't him. Was how he used a lackey how we use this intern to set up an appointment. And I said, and what happened to you, dude? You didn't talk. Oh, I was just taking notes. I was just learning. You didn't say anything. You you used like you had no mouth. No, I was just kind of listening. You didn't say anything the whole meeting. I was just listening. His job was to basically kind of solicit and and get an appointment book. That's his, that was his target. And he did it. I mean, and you, you, you went and uh, and that's all the, the boss wanted. By the way, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, this reminds me a long time ago. I uh, I was doing community relations, and uh, you know that was my job to go find you know uh, opportunities. And so I I was calling on elected officials and you know community boards and things like that. And I would basically go open the door, and then my boss would come out and and start doing the deals, right? And by the way, but 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 the good news is my boss was training me to to do that. So I was with him, observing, and I had the autonomy to actually have ideas and things. And eventually, you know, he mentored me into, you know, doing exactly that and cutting my own deals, you know, as you you go up the ladder. But, but you know, that's really when you are an entry point, you know, that's what you are being used for. You know, you got to go out there and do the, the dirty work, <laughs> you know, and, and the, open, the door opening business. And then ultimately, you know, the, the players come in and, and do their play. Just, just how. But I was smart going. with one thing because one thing I sometimes will do is I'll refer. I don't give any referrals till I've had a chance to get to know them. So he says, well, who can you connect with? I said, uh, let me think it over. And I didn't give him anybody yet. I said, let me just wait. Cause something just, something just didn't sit with me. And then when I went there and then they had this whole team of people at the table. Mm-hmm. So it was him, the second, those people like, well, you know, we know Mark. I said, okay, well, if you know marketing, then that whoever did that website should be shot because that's not business. I said, I got to be honest. If I called you and I saw that truck, I wouldn't call you back. See, that's not a brand. That's just a cartoon character on a truck. <laughs> well, you, you know, that this is the thing. So, so there is, there is a, a thought process about that, right? They might have used it for the same reason to get people's attention and, you know, to be completely different from the rest of the pack. Right. I mean, Sometimes no, that, but it, that, it was like it was like a three. It was like a three-year-old. If you had a truck like that, HH, you'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, 
can they do something like can't they put the right colors can't they mesh the truck was orange and blue hh okay <laughs> yeah that's pretty powerful <laughs> okay all right, all right. <laughs> well, orange you know, and blue but you know john here, here's the thing this is this is a fact right okay. i mean your that was your view right now you get this is the part that's interesting it's uh, humans are intriguing right because we can right now open the door to anybody we can give them the same truck and anyone that's watching and listening right now will have different you know proposition for that truck and whether they get a four yeah nay and they'll give ten thousand you know uh critics on the same subject it, it is it is a matter of opinion and you know now expertise dictates different right when you're an expert you you will tell them why it would not work the i've been doing a lot of logos i've studied exactly. color theory i've studied and orange and blue don't have a very good they don't they kind of cancel each other out they don't work well, well. well we talked about you talked about colors in the yeah. previous show where yeah. we talked yes, about like yes. what it meant and you know yeah so this was an orange and like yeah. a greenish blue and it was just terrible and uh you know he said well we'll reach out to you after that i knew they were not going to call back oh, when oh, I orange out of blue and I a just, red you know, carpet <laughs> yes Okay. <laughs> that does not go, HH. I'm, I'm not. And not be sure to call that. us because we are the red carpet of air conditioning and heating. Then he tells me he wants to do plumbing. I said, you can't do plumbing with that. You got to have a whole different company. Like you, you, that look, that doesn't even work with plumbing. Oh, we'll just start another company then. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you this. This is funny, <laughs> but, but, but it, it, it is not a coincidence. Today I was driving and this, this repair truck in front of me it's a like a sprinter right and yes yes and so they have repair service but it's r-e-p-i-r -E okay <laughs> so so it is a wrap repair repair so 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 it's a wrap and this is like this is the vehicle that is promoting but there's that big error in the back i'm like Someone could have easily, and by the way, I thought maybe there's a twist. So I'm looking at the site, and it's actually so. Maybe you think it's maybe it was done on purpose like that. Yeah, it, but but I look at it, but it wasn't because the actual site was repair <laughs> something. I'm like, no, well, just like you, yeah, I was observing, like you know, this, like, see, if that ever happened to my 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 RVs, you know, because we have those sprinters in our industry, I, I would that whoever did that will take that van and fix it at no cost, and and probably you know give us a discount next time. Because you know what? That is our, you, you're missing out. We, first of all, besides that, somebody didn't do the job to double check that stuff because when they give you those, those nice little, you know, pictures that are ready to, you know, for approval before they actually go to production, yeah, yeah. you want to follow that. That was one that. of the reasons, HH, I fired one of the largest multi million dollar advertising market companies because they couldn't proof, they couldn't spell check, and they couldn't even check a simple, like, picture they couldn't check anything and i said if you can't do that in your multi-million dollar firm you don't deserve my business well but then well, i so, realized hh yeah, yeah. yes a lot of people don't do it right they do it quick and mm. i tell people look i know you want it fast if you want it fast uh go to some fast guy online so we're a high quality shop and we actually take our time because we want to make sure we get everything. If you need fast, uh, there's lightning. There's lots of places you can go. And, you know, you just give it to them and they don't proof it. So we go through it. So I think people have to understand that, just like you know, there's professionalism in every industry. But I think what I learned from this meeting is that, and I've been doing this a long time, but I think it was the first time that I ever consulted with an air conditioning company before. So I figured, okay, you know, my idea is like, what's a few points? 
And one of my teammates like, Matt, he's like, he's like, John, he's like, you gave him thousands of dollars worth of information. He said, I'm surprised you didn't draw the logo. I said, well, I wasn't going to do that. He said, but you almost drew the logo for the guy. I said, well, I didn't do that. I said, no, but you were close. I said, no, I was, he said, did he ask you to sketch it? He did. And I said, I don't really have anything I can sketch well with. So I'd have to go back to the computer. We do everything on Adobe. He's like, oh, okay. Then he asked what I would charge for the logo. And I told him, he's like, oh, okay. He's like, that's a lot of money. He says, I got to budget this. He says, you know, I'm a small company. I only have 20 trucks. Small as so a, when somebody as burns you like that, and some what's that? So when somebody burns you like that and, and they treat you, uh, let's say unfairly, um, you don't work with them. Like I had another, another air company that I was, uh, doing work with and I use, uh, and I said to them when I do my building, cause I'm going to build a building. I said, I'm going to use you guys. I know you're further and you might be more money, but you know, you guys are reliable and you're dependable. I, I think I think when, a, when an owner has an attitude like that, I think it personifies through its through their employees. It just kind of pushes down. So you gotta be the example that you want to set. Even if you're not the first person that somebody sees, your image, your energy filters through your whole company, and you gotta remember that. If you don't, then you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. That's the biggest thing I learned. And uh, in that thing, I didn't do anything wrong from my impression wise. But what I did do wrong is I was just too trusting. And uh, that well, was the again, thing I always say, you know, don't. Yeah. Lesson learned. That's it. I mean, it, it, it will never happen again. I know that for a fact. You, no, you, no, that will never that will never happen again. It will <laughs> sign, be a 20 sign. minute. Cons <laughs> it'll be a 20 minute consultation. And I am so sorry. I have another consultation in 15 minutes. So I have to go. No. And, and no, I was no, going to no do exchange. that, but I figured, I figured a, he was going to be a, I was going to leave it the one hour, but then he kept challenging me saying, well, you really don't know what you're talking about. If you do show us on the big screen, like he was challenging me and I should have just walked away and said, you're right. I don't, I guess you should hire someone else. Bro. He, it was that challenge buttons. that. He pressed your buttons, that, baby. He pressed your buttons. I mean, he knew that, you know, he would not go without a fight, and he gave him exactly what he wanted. He fell into his trap, baby. That's it. <laughs> you you just went not, right. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I did, it, it, it's that kind of thing. But but now when I have people that are thinking of using them, because I have friends, it's like, well, I have somebody else you probably should try. I have a company that's been in business for over 50 years. They've got 60 trucks. They've got 12 uh, engineers. Um, they do plumbing. They do heating. And they're reliable. And they guarantee their work. And their service rate is lower than most people in the industry. And when they tell you they're coming, they come. And the price is not different after they show up. So they don't ask you what town you're in and then give you the price or what neighborhood you're in. Oh, that's a different price. They give you the price before they even tell you, ask you where you live, unless you're so far. But so you, you don't find a lot of ethical people, AJ. So that's what I'm learning. You don't well, find a lot of ethical people in a lot in some businesses. The, the problem with that. Yeah. You can only fool yeah. people once. Right. Eventually you will lose business quickly. Your reputation goes down the drain. And before you know it, you're out of business. So. I, by the way, that's that's a characteristic in, in a lot of, you know, small businesses. People do the, you know, the, the shady business or not the 
there's no integrity to it, you know. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not generalizing. There's some great people out there that do it right. Oh, they sure. What's up? And they mean business. They and they've been in practice or business, whatever they do for years, and they they live with that, you know, uh, reputation mark, right? They want to keep it up. But some people they don't care. I mean, they they play games and they, they don't last long. Under promise kind of... and over deliver. Under promise and over deliver. And uh, I, I had it just the other day. I was going to a school. And trying to get their account, we have a small part of their account, but I want to get their big account. But they have a company that's in there that's a little bit less than us. And so um, I said, well, can I just go through the equipment? I just like to see what you purchase. I just like to check the specs. I said, can we do this? He says, yeah. He says, I'm sure everything's fine. I said, well, do you have the specs of what you purchase? He said, yeah, I have it right here. I said, could we compare them just to see? He says, yeah. So I went through. I said, just to let you know, um, the second line item is supposed to be 128 gigs of RAM. Uh, there's only 16 in the machine. Uh, the hard drive is supposed to be four terabytes. Um, it's only two terabytes. Um, it's supposed to be Windows 2023. Um, it's only Windows 2022. Um, I also noticed that they never installed the license. It's in a trial mode. And I also noticed that the Ethernet card is supposed to be gigabit switching. This one's just flat. Um, so it seems like they messed a few mistakes. My anticipation is, uh, there's probably about an $8,000 difference in this quote and what you've got. Really? Hmm. You may want to give them a call. He gave them a call. They doubled everything they were supposed to have. And they profusely apologized because you know, they didn't want to lose the business. So instead of giving the guy one twenty, he gave him two something. I said, you know, he lost money. He just did that because he doesn't want to lose your contract. Well, sometimes it's good to, to call an expert, you know, to to point out things. Because that's the other thing. We don't know everything about everything, right? I mean, you, especially in business no. sometimes, especially in services, you know, you, you got to go through a couple of, you know, problems in, in, in the service before you get, you know, an expert and know what to look for. Even, even with your avoid. car, right? Even with your car. I won't tell before I found the mechanic that I like so much. I go there no matter what's wrong. It's always $75. Whether it takes them an hour, it takes them three hours. John, it's 75 bucks. That's it. Yeah, 75 bucks. That's it. I mean, you, you cross to the mechanics. I mean, you know, it's very difficult to find the right one that is really honorable and ethical. And, and he does know, all foreign cars. He only wants foreign like cars. But it's hard to find people that like their craft because they want to do the right thing. You just don't have a lot of those people out there. I think there are, but, 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 the problem there is are. there's more. Where are well, they? Tell me where they're, 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 well, there are more of the others, I would say. <laughs> we, I guess that's the thing. Like they're just far in between, and you know, and uh, there's there's more of. I, the... I learned this a long time at HS. You know, I learned you could get to the top slowly. You could get there fast, and like even something simple as Microsoft, I always do everything with integrity. People say, "Oh, you know," I said, "How are you beating my price by nine hundred eighty dollars?" I said, 980 That's the cost of the software." He said, yeah, he says, uh, he just makes that price. He bakes it and he just makes it disappear. I said, but it looks like he's given you the same license he's given 10 other people. Yeah, well, whatever he does, I don't care. I said, well, that's illegal. Yeah, I, I don't ask him questions. He doesn't ask me questions. And I said, well, that's how he's beating me because like $90, that's like my cost on the software. Yeah, well, he's throwing it in. Well, no, he's not doing it legally. Yeah, I don't care. Well, that's the other thing. So, so sometimes you know, there's a de there's a demand, right? 
And so people meet that demand and regardless of what that looks like, and if someone's willing to take that risk and get a, a you know, maybe like a bootleg, you know, version of things. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't believe in that. And, and, and I'll end on this note. I had, I don't know if I told you, I think it was about six months ago. We have a very strict policy um, that we don't take discrimination for race, religion, sexual orientation, creed, color, party. And I let the clients know this whenever there's some type of a discrepancy. So for example, somebody, somebody had cursed at us on voicemail. So I very politely said to him, you know, we don't tolerate this. Maybe you're not aware of it. Make sure you know about it. Make sure your team knows, your staff. We don't tolerate it anyway, customers, vendors, anything. And I said, we're not going to write you up for this, but this is a warning. The second time, it'll be a write-up. The third time, we will politely say goodbye. So within a week, they called us back again, and uh, they had some kind of a problem. I was on the phone. And he started cursing. He said, oh, no, that wasn't at you. I said, I don't care who it's at. I said, we don't tolerate cursing. <sighs> Jesus, I need to please. I said, we don't tolerate that. So the next time we call him back and uh, the owner's there. And the owner's cursing. Tell them to blah, 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 blah. I said, I said um, perhaps you didn't tell her what I said. I We did. Okay, then I think you probably know that you'll be getting a certified letter from us this week. And we regret to inform you that we're going to be saying goodbye. What? I told you that if you disrespect us three times in a row like that, we will say goodbye. And trust me, no amount of money in the, in the world is worth disrespect. He goes, you're nuts. I said, yes, and you need to find another IT company. They started cursing me about that. I said, well, I hope you enjoyed cursing me because you're not going to be able to curse to me again. <laughs> Get the out of the system. Because the, the call is ending. And I said, if you want to contest this in New Jersey, I don't have to let you know it's a one-party record state. So I don't have to let you know that I'm recording your conversation. Every call to our office in or out is recorded for seven years. So we have every conversation you've ever left you've ever talked about i have everything right here and he just mm -hmm. hung up some people don't realize that that's their modus but i just think you have to operate from a level of respect and you get it from all walks of life um i had one guy that he was literally telling me that i had no right to eat his breakfast he offered me breakfast he told me I had no right to expect free breakfast at his house. I said, sir, you offered me breakfast. If you came to my home and I offered you something, I would be happy to give it to you, right? But I wouldn't chastise you for eating my free food or beverages, right? So why would you offer me something and then throw it in my face that I'm, that I'm abusing your food? See, I, I, don't, I don't go for that kind of stuff. Man, that, so the next time I went over his house, he says, I made you cereal. I said, sir, I am so great. I had a homemade omelet. I'm all good. Well, you know, you're gonna, it's going to go to waste now because you're not going to eat it. I said, I'm very sorry, but I, I, I already ate a beautiful omelet. Well, now I'm going to waste all that money that's just going to go down the tubes. So then his wife comes down. She says, what are you doing? He said, well, you want to eat it because John doesn't want it. I made it just for him. And now we're going to waste all that money on the cereal because in the milk because he won't eat it. 
Not my problem. I told him I didn't <laughs> want it in the first place, and he just so people like that. You you can't uh, you can't figure these people out. Hh, they're very strange. Well, one I minute mean, they're Jekyll, one minute they're Hyde. Listen, someone can say the same about us right now. Like these guys are strange, right? I mean, everybody's strange to somebody else's culture, right? And uh, but but you're right. There are some fine lines. We don't disrespect can... anybody, though. Hh, uh, exactly. I always say you can be whatever you want to be or do whatever you want to do. Just don't disrespect on any of those accounts I mentioned. That's the only thing. No, but it, it's fair. I mean, I mean, there's no reason to curse, uh, especially not in business. I mean, it's it's very simple. No. You're upset. I mean, you know, I, I think I shared this with you. Like, you, you curse in Dubai, you go to jail, right? <laughs> you know, you yes. get the finger, you go to jail. So, so it teaches you not to curse, to be very calm. So basically, you cannot offend people. If you offend people and they get offended, they report it, you're actually in trouble. Here we have this free will, like, hey, say it as you want and just throw it at people. And people going with the F-bombs and this and the other and everybody's face. And they, but it's it's like, and they get away with it because that's the system and we're so used to it. It's like, I think we just curse out of the blue just because we think it's cool. But it, it ain't cool. People don't like that, you know. And sometimes it's uh, it gets to where you have to cut that line and I'm Well, there, there might have been a phase in people's life where, you know, you went through it for a little while, but then you burn out of it. It's not something you should stick with. I get that there might have been that that time to get it out of your system, but it's not something you want to carry with you your life. And as long as you break that, because there was a time that that happened when you were a teen, but that broke out after a while. Like that was not a cool thing that was expected. John. When I want to curse, I go to my bag mm -hmm. and I just take Bob, you know, for a roll. I just spend a half hour beating on Bob, and Bob doesn't actually, you know, fight back. You know, who's, who's that? My 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 dummy. <laughs> oh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, who the hell is Bob? Did you did you just incriminate yourself? You beat it up on Bob. Yeah, Bob is my 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 fitness dummy. But you know. It's it's funny because oh. you can you can slap him, you can beat him, you can take all the frustration out, you know. But I don't go out in the street and take the frustration frustration on people. Trust me, you know if you don't release that energy, it's gonna go out. Someone's gonna press again that wrong button. You know, it catch you at the wrong time, and poof, you're gonna go up in the face. That's why I love. That's why I love medit. That's why I love meditation, and I also love physical sports. Well, the that's why I love ball, Bob. Baseball. <laughs> Yeah, Bob. <laughs> Bob. Bob takes care of business, man. <laughs> you give it to Bob without. You know, it's funny because my wife's, you know, uh, fitness program before they used to have uh, like uh, this particular day where they have like stress free, you know, release whatever, and they put picture. You you bring a picture of whoever you don't like, you put it on the bag, <laughs> and you just keep keep at the bag. <laughs> Some people bring husband, wives, boss, you name it. They put it there, and they just keep at that bag until like that. That picture is completely gone. Well, I knew one place system. that did the same thing, but they didn't do it as a picture. You put it in the computer, and they project the image onto the bag. Oh, so you just keep hitting it forever. White bags, and they project the image onto the bag. And you just keep, you know, hitting the bag. You know, and some of them even have things where you can rotate the images. So if you have three people you hate, you can just have it rotate every time you hit the bag. Let's be clear: we don't hate people you don't like. Two different things, right? <laughs> Just a disclaimer. And by the way, that's a, that's an actual differentiator, right? I mean, you don't have to hate someone, but you can dislike their behavior, and therefore you dislike don't like them. them. Yes, yes. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I make a joke with my kids. I, I love you, but I don't like you. <laughs> when they piss me off, I tell them, you know, I love you, but I don't like you. I, right now, I don't like you, I, and that's that's the you know <laughs> the that's reality, right? Like when you dislike a behavior, you dislike the behavior. It's not. 
you know, to the person. You don't hate. I mean, hate is wrong. That's what I teach. In, that's what I teach in psychology when I do my coaching. I see, you know, I had a person that was doing something with uh, shipping. We had a problem where this, this, these two kids who were hired, they were doing a great job. They were working better than anybody else. But every time they worked, every about nine out of ten of their orders wound up in a different state because they put them onto the wrong lines. So instead of it going to Jersey, it went off to, I don't know, California. And then we had to pay to have them shipped back and shipped out again. So I sat down with the person. I said, look, I said, you have a minute. Can you come in a second? Listen, you're doing a great job. I think you're conscientious. You're, you know, you, you, I can tell you're very concerned about doing good work. Um, we just have one little thing we need to correct. I think you're amazing, but it's just one little behavior we have to change. Well, what's that? Well, more than 90% of the packages you're putting down are winding up coming back to us because they're on the wrong path and going to the wrong truck. Oh, how do you think we can solve that? Do you need more help? Would a color coding system help? And I let them solve it. So we came up with a color coding system. We color coded the racks. And when they saw something, if somebody else saw that color, oh, shoot, we got to go get that. That's on the wrong rail. We got to quick move it. They could see the box color and quick grab it before it went into the truck. And a month later, we fixed that problem. But it wasn't the person. It was the behavior we wanted to change. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the thing. Well, listen, I mean, with that note on 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 just, you know, liking and uh, or disliking versus hating and loving, you know, we love everyone, but we, we, we certainly can dislike behavior. And that's that's, you know, because it may not be appropriate. It may be wrong. It may be. We, we, change, we want to change the behavior, never change the person. We want to change their behavior and their reactions. And we've said this before, HH, many times. Um, it's how you, you're going to have things happen to you every day. It's how you choose to respond that's going to affect and shape your character and define how you're going to be and how successful you'll be in the world. That's it. And with those words of wisdom, you know, we've exceeded that hour a long time ago, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just noticed that. Wow. I didn't even notice that. We, we, we're, making, we, we're making up for the last week, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so John, you'll be away for a week or so, so we'll be back in a couple. Yeah, of weeks. I'm away for my birthday next week, and then I return back on the uh, actually the 27th, and then I have a play, uh, the first, second, and third. So the fourth, we should be back to normal again, hopefully, if that works for you. That could be working well. Our regular so time, I guess, nine I or ten, one of those times. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, before we go there, happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So I'm going down to Florida. I'm flying down Monday. Uh, I'm going to celebrate with my parents. I'll be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, get a little golf and Saturday, Sunday, uh, some Monday night, and then fly back early Tuesday morning. 21 still. I fly out six o'clock on, I fly out six o'clock on Monday night. Nonstop. I so I'll get about 1030 at night. John, did you hear so what I just I, said? I, 21 yeah 21 again <laughs> <laughs> actually two more times yeah five more times <laughs> oh boy i'm not gonna i don't even want to go there here's how i say you know the brain is still at 21 everything else is not following that's it <laughs> where you know here it's stuck there you know the rest is not you well know, you, 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 you you've got to exercise the body and i think now the heck that i'm doing those those 5ks and now the 10ks 
that's changing me a lot. I got to tell you, that's really changing my energy. It's changing my body. Those, those runs are really, uh, they're invigorating. I just got the brand new, because um, my pod, you know, the uh, the JBL, the pods. Well, after a while, the things break, you know, the charging things. So I pay for the insurance for five bucks. And I always seem to go back before the two years expire, which was going to happen next month. And I got a brand new one that was a hundred bucks for, for nothing because I paid the five dollars. That's a good, good insurance, right? That's a good tip, you know. I never buy the I never buy the insurance, but on things like that that I know I'm going to replace or plan to replace because things like that are designed to break. But I love my JBLs. I take them out of the thing. I pop them in my ear, and I learn when you get on the plane, you have to have that case handy. If you don't have that case, you can't peer your earbuds. You have to have the case, and you have to have them in the case and the door open, and then you can pair them. Because when you get on the plane, they don't just pair. Hey, so you're talking to tech right. guy, so <laughs> I know. Uh, but you've had it. You've had your. You've had your pods before. You've had pods before, and you're. I actually, I just lost mine. So you know, but but you know, we 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 got so the JBL tune. The JBL tune buds are really good, and they have an app now that you can actually change it from ambient noise, and they went down from ninety-seven percent to ninety-nine percent noise uh, canceling. Which is nice when you're on the plane. Um, when you're outside, you can decide whether you want to hear people, not hear people, or just hear half of people. And it changes the filtering of how it allows ambient noise to come through. But on the plane, you sleep like a baby. You, you don't hear anything. I don't hear the engine either. Nice. You just hear the music. That's what we want. All right, well, John. Well, let uh, us know what you guys want to hear and see on the next show because, you know, we are here for you guys. And. Let us know what you're wrestling with. We would love to do a show on uh, anything that you guys have questions about. And also, don't forget to catch John tomorrow live on iHealth Radio. iHealth Radio, just to make sure. You know, not iHeart, iHealth. And, uh, you know, we have a new title for that, John, right? Yes, yes. It is uh, Behind the Mic with John C. Morley, telling you all the things you didn't know that you want to know. You might be afraid to hear. I'm going to share them anyway. All right. And that's I usually take PM. things of my life. Uh, this week, just to let you know what's wondering, if you're wondering, I'm going to talk about how um, moving out and how people that have, let's say, emotional issues can be very disheartening to people that want to just make things right. So I'm going to talk about my whole experience and how the cops were on call the entire time, ready to move. So you're not going to want to miss that show because out of everybody I've talked to, nobody has ever had cops on call when they move out. That was a very interesting experience. So you're not going to want to miss that. Oh, definitely intriguing stuff. All right. Well, so tune out to stay tuned tomorrow. Turn, tune in into the station and, you know, listen, download the app if you want, or you can listen to it on the website. And uh, yeah, catch catch John doing his thing. I mean, you'll be surprised. Some good nuggets. One hour that's gonna be pretty uh, high octane, as they say. So uh, yeah, there's lots it. of oxytocin and lots of serotonin and lots of things. So don't plan on sleeping because it's gonna really, you know, kind of jolt you. There you go. All right, John. Do we do our uh, Farewell to everyone. Well, not farewell, but goodbye. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So our goodbyes. Yes. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think you got to say, like, I'm Jesse Morley, and we are, you know. Oh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. Oh, you well. did do that. All one. right. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur here, and I'm with... Hurricane Age. And together we make one, two, double, double impact. impact. See, you know, we got to give that signature, you know, and that's about it. <laughs> well, all right, folks, that's it for tonight. Uh, we'll see you next one. And uh, don't forget to listen tomorrow to the radio and the uh, new show. Bye for and now. And if you miss any of this, feel free to watch it any time because uh, we're live 24 hours a day with replay. Uh, that is correct. And we're all over the place. So do that as well. Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night. We're good night. out. We're out.